Today's episode of the Town Mile Podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Jeff Cold Beer. Our presenting sponsor since 1976, they have been serving the Point Breeze in South Philadelphia area with the coldest beer in the neighborhood, always with a welcoming smile and always ready to get your Friday rolling, much like tonight. Um, tonight, Matt and I recorded our 12th podcast. We've done 12 podcasts. Wow. Um, it's been exciting. It's been fun, but uh, really a lot we were able to get through tonight. Uh, there's been a national story about a school in uh, Matt's area where he grew up um, in the uh, New Jersey, South uh, New Jersey area that he uh, really was able to hit on and provide some great insight into, um, as well as we had the NBA playoffs. We've got the start of the uh, second round series between the Sixers and the Boston Celtics kind of renewing a pretty historic and pretty big rivalry uh, in the Eastern Conference. Then we moved on into a, a way too early April recap of the first uh, month of Major League Baseball. And then we uh, kind of organically got into the career of Ichiro Suzuki. So uh, let's rev it up. I've been loving this Hive song. So here we go. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. installment of the town mile podcast it is friday night <clears throat> it's the best day of the week we're in uh matthew's studio <laughs> yeah. our, our, uh, we got kind of a side studio here in uh, point breeze how we doing dude looking looking good looking ripped as always Thanks, i love your love your big league shoe t-shirt dude <laughs> i'm a huge fan of big league i shirt. forgot i had it that's I a great shirt man it. that's yeah, a great thanks. shirt this was always a this was a favorite when I was in Germany. I'd always wear this big league chew shirt. Um, <laughs> oh, America, big league chew. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it's very good. Well, they, don't know big league chew. they don't know shit about baseball really over there. <laughs> no, so they don't, nobody really gets like what it is. I was telling you before, like friends of mine that were big NBA fans. Yeah. None of them had heard of Derek Jeter, but everybody knew Mike Miller. Which always kind of blew me away. Well, like, could you, yeah, I guess it's like Dirk Nowitzki kind of put, you know, the NBA on the map, maybe, in Germany. Yeah, for sure. Just because he's so successful and so dominant, and he's from Germany. And they won a title the yeah, time I was there. They yeah. had a party for him in Berlin. Um, <clears throat> but... Nonetheless, we uh, we got the 12th episode here, so uh, we got a lot we, uh, we're excited to go over tonight. Uh, we got some local stuff 
that um, that Matt had brought up to me. We've got the NBA playoffs has been going on. We've got a way too early MLP recap for <laughs> April, <laughs> so uh, time to maybe overreact on things. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, last time we did an NFL draft one, uh, which was which was a lot of fun to do. Um, be fun to see how that pans out. Mm-hmm. We're excited to have some guests. We got some guests in the works. Oh yeah. Um, we get back to the interviews. Be, yeah. yeah. Go back That's into good. that. So we're we're we hoping to get some. some of that recorded here That's the next great. couple days. Yeah. Um, but you had sent me a text earlier about a, a school in Camden, a New Jersey school. That it, right now there has been a, a pretty big story that seems to have been getting some national headlines. Yeah. But once you lay that out I, for us, uh, so. This is, you know, close to me because I'm from South Jersey. Uh, school, Camden Catholic High School in uh, Cherry Hill, yep. Camden County. Um, I've had a lot of very close friends go there. A lot of, you know, people that I know have gone there. Yep. Um, and uh, is that the fourth? So uh, Monday was it Monday? Monday or Tuesday? I was just kind of scrolling through my phone and I saw something pop up on Twitter. Twitter. And it said Camden Catholic on the map. I was like, what's this about? And I started reading the story, and it uh, had the uh, football coach and history teacher, Nick Strom, who's from Palmyra, which my girlfriend grew up in Riverton, which is, you know, connected to Palmyra. Okay. Guys got fired from the position. I was like, that's weird. Why did he get fired? Apparently, (laughs) the president of the school, Mary Whipke, her name is, uh, told him he needed to play more white players to better connect with the alumni. So, it's kind of a weird story. It's almost kind of like, uh, how would you say, like reverse racism, maybe? Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just a very kind of strange, like, very strange story. And it's just weird because he was a very successful teacher and a coach. Uh, he was 34 and six in four seasons, and 34 and two against South Jersey opponents. Um, he, you know, they gave some stupid reasons for why he was fired. You know, like dress code violations and things like that. But for high school kids. For high school kids. And it's just kind of just a strange story, and, and you know, I wanted to touch on it a little bit just because you know I'm from South yeah. Jersey, and you know, Camden Catholic, and I know the people that went there, they they love the like kind of the the, the athletics at that school. Right. My one good friend, um, my brother's good friend, Derek Derek Note, if you're listening, what's up, buddy? Uh, he was very involved with the basketball team while he was there, and. They, their basketball team has been very successful over the years. They have a, you know, a pretty well-known coach that has coached there for many years and has a lot of success. And kids have gone play D1 college and and their football team too. A, a few years ago, a couple kids, their one quarterback got uh, went to Wisconsin, played you know in the Big Ten. I don't oh. know if he played a lot. He was on. He went to Wisconsin and played and. They've had very successful athletic programs yeah. there. And it's just kind of a strange story just because you don't really hear about that kind of thing, you know, a lot. Where someone's telling you to play, you got to play more white guys. Like, that's just a weird story. And I thought we yeah. should, you know. Well, I think for, so that's interesting. So she's, so there were alumni that were complaining. She, I, I believe from what I've read, the, the president 
um, had told him that I don't think it was alumni complaining. I think she was trying to like I don't know, like suck up to alumni. Okay. Like makes sense. Like this would look better to alumni if you were to do this. And I guess he was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And they asked him to you know step down, and, you know. Resigned. So he's thirty-four and six, which is seemed like a hell of a lot of success for four for four years. It's yeah. a lot of success, yeah. So, and I think from my perspective, I can't. I can only think of good friends of mine that are coaches and just kind of leading, you know, following that stuff. Yeah, I would think a good coach is going to play the best damn kids, no matter what yeah. the freaking color of the yeah. skin is. And you've talked about this a lot too. You know, it's kind of like small town, you know, athletics, and you know, from where you are in South Dakota, it's you know that's a, that means a lot to people. And yeah, you know, it's it's just a you know it's a weird thing. That's but, interesting. Yeah. So we ended up getting let go. He let go. It, they said it, he they uh, it was an administrative leave. So they asked him to resign, pretty much. Like you know, forced him out of the school. So if you're, <laughs> so it's almost like much well beyond. That's very weird because it's almost well beyond winning and losing. Yeah. It clearly, it's, if they're beating their rivals, at least from my perspective, I can imagine in South Jersey mm-hmm. the pride you get from beating the school that's nearest you. That probably you know parents and people know each other to have success against them. That's yeah. crazy that they would sure. just turn around and want to and somebody it, get fired or forced out for something like that. It's Great. It's uh, also it's you know kind of close because my girlfriend, uh, her best friend's dad, was or or was uh, kind of part of the coaching staff there. Yeah. It was kind of helping almost recruit guys to go there and play play for for uh, for coach for coach uh, Nick there. Um, so I've I heard I've heard about him and I've heard about the the program for a few years now. And he was yeah. saying now. Uh, how successful they're going to be and how good a coach, you know, Nick was and how the program was going to, you know, he was really taking the program in the right direction. And yeah. for this to happen, it's just, it's like out of nowhere, really. <clears throat> it's kind of crazy because we're not talking about middle America where there's, you know, the African-American population or mm-hmm. diversity yeah. isn't very high. As sure. It would be in a place like Camden sure. or New Jersey. Yeah. In Camden County and Camden County there, there's a lot of surrounding towns where, you know, African-American population is yeah. very high, like Pensacola and you know, Camden and yeah. like, you know, around those areas, you know, a lot of kids will go there and Camden Catholic is a great school, yeah. you know, academically and athletically. So that's, I guess you know they draw a lot of good, you know, good athletes there. And have you, you know, reached out to any of like your buddies about it? Like, what I have there? not. No, I, I on it? my I would love to get my buddy Derek's take on it because you know Derek <clears throat> Derek's very into sports and he's very knowledgeable about sports and he would have a good probably good take on it. Yeah, I'd like to get his take on it. I haven't texted him yet, but I, was, I would like yeah. to see what he has to say about it. Just because he's been, you know, part of the yeah. athletic program there pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, you know, when he was there, uh, I believe their basketball team won won a state championship. And their football team is really good. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see what he has to say about that. Yeah. But it's it's just a crazy story. Yeah. I was watching Outside the Lines on ESPN today, and they mentioned they it on there. And it's now. like a national story now. So. It's interesting to see where, what's going to happen and what'll you know what will come of it. But I just thought we should. I thought I would. So it's almost like from that perspective, it's making that school administration 
doesn't shine a very good light on them. No, it doesn't. And he look, almost looks like he got kind of a raw deal. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. If from what I've read and what you kind of see on you know on the news, it, yeah, it looks like that. They're kind of spinning it to make it look like right. the president is the bad guy, which yeah. I mean, she kind of is. I don't know. Yeah. They another story had come out too that a transgender student tried to apply there and. Yeah. She denied that student, you know, administration to the school. So I don't know where that's going to go, sure. where that story will lead. But that's another interesting kind of plot line to this yeah. whole thing. That's interesting. So, I, it's I, too bad. Hopefully, hopefully nothing else comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it could be. You know, I mean, something happened with the basketball team. Uh, who knows? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that could you know go from here. But it's yeah. it's interesting, just because yeah. you know. I'm, I feel like I'm connected, you know, because yeah, I lived, right. I lived sure. around there, and my, you know, a lot of people I know went yeah. there, so I'm connected to this story somehow. Right, or I'm just connected to this story, so yeah. it's interesting. Because I see. suppose if you're from a transgender, I mean, I can't. I just, from my perspective, I just would think whatever somebody wants to identify themselves with is what they should be identified with. Yeah, you it's know, their so choice, that means. Yeah. I just wonder. If, if like a principal or somebody that makes that decision is worried about a backlash of like some kid's parents yeah. complaining about hey there's a this kid's a boy and he's mm-hmm. in the girl's bathroom it's like well no they would or, or vice versa sure yeah. you know to do the right thing I mean I, I just think the right thing would be to you know I, I almost think like students these days mm-hmm. are more progressive young kids and teenagers yeah, are they, much more progressive than maybe their own parents are for sure i mean they're growing up in this you know in this time where yeah. everything is more progressive and yeah. they they see you know they see the world yep. how it is you know right now and it is progressive and it is changing yeah so they're growing up in it and i don't I mean unless you know the parents are raising them to be these like you know kind of you know, lack of a better term, Nazi type, you know. Yeah. You know, but. Which I, you know, doesn't seem like that's, it, that's it, happening. Yeah, not, I, that's kind of a, you know, extreme uh, reference, but just, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, man. Wow, that's some heavy stuff. Yeah, we Here, usually. Uh, I like, I like, I mean, I think it's important to dive into these things sometimes i don't know you know again what the right thing to do is i mean well i'm sorry in terms of that i I mean it it seemed like the right thing to do is to play the best kids yeah what color and help somebody identify but he did his job right he's supposed to win games he's you know the coach he's supposed to win so that's he put his team in the best position to do that so well it's it's 2018 and you know there's been some pretty heavy Heavy stuff, you know, going on. I don't, you know, whether, I don't really know. It doesn't really matter what somebody's political affiliation is. But, yeah, you know, there's been some thing, you know, even with the, the president that that was elected. And even before that, you know, some things happening. But I think we live in a, in a community, in a neighborhood where, I, I don't know, I always just try to do the right thing, you know, and try to treat everybody the best I can. Yeah, it's the only thing you, c- what you can do and yeah. everyone that do the only thing part. you should do, really, sure. is just to be, you know, a good person. Sure. Well, that's interesting. Well, you have to keep us updated on, you know, what we'll have to follow that story and kind of see what yeah. uh, what, what transpires. But, um, okay. Crazy story. Yep. 
Well, to to kind of switch gears, I mean, <laughs> let's keep it let's keep it light. Let's keep, it's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's let's, a Friday. Keep, let's keep it light on this Friday. Like, you know? <laughs> right, right. So uh, let's transition here to the uh, the NBA playoffs. So I think the last time we we sat down, you know, the the Sixers had one of their best seasons they've had in a long time. Yeah. Young core. Um, now see themselves down 0-2 to a to a Sixer or a, sorry to a Boston Celtics team after the first two playoff games. Like how how you feeling about what you've been seeing so far? Um, All right, Paulina's is Paulina back. Is home. Let's from, get Paulina's uh, take home on. from Happy Hour. Hello, everyone. <laughs> All right. Hello, welcome. <laughs> we're welcome live. home. We're live. <laughs> you just missed our serious conversation about uh, Camden Catholic. <laughs> We're switching gears to the playoffs now. Um, I told, I said to you earlier that I'd rather seen the Sixers get blown out than to have lost like they lost last night. Yeah, why do you say that? Because they had the game, like they mm. they were controlling the game at halftime. To lose a twenty-two point lead, you know, going into yep. the third quarter is it's really hard to come back from that after yeah. halftime. When you have a team rolling like they like mm-hmm. Celtics have did and have that momentum yeah. going into the last second half of the game, it's yeah. like hard to. It's like dejecting. It's like, oh yeah. shit! Like, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed to do now? And you know, Ben Simmons obviously didn't have his best performance. In one point, it was over fourteen, I think, from the, you know field goal percentage or something like that. And they had they 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 kept the thing is that they keep it close. Like, even though they lose these leads they always seem to kind of claw back and they keep yeah. it close and well I think that probably says a lot about I mean you probably don't think Paulina you don't have to be cautious about anything <laughs> um, I think for them to still have been in a run when you know Simmons doesn't have a great game yeah. probably says a lot about how deep they are yeah um, but I think it, it seems like typically with NBA games there's such an ebb and flow yeah. Of you know three or four real big runs on each side, but it seems once they, once Boston overcame that twenty-two point lead, it almost seems like they didn't have the same kind of energy. I, I don't know. It just seemed like a. I I think a lot. The the um, what should I say? When they had that week off, I think that might have hurt them. The yeah, Sixers, maybe. they're a young team. They never, they've never been in this position before. Yeah. And to have a week off and kind of lose that momentum, riding from that from yeah. the Miami series, I think might have hurt them a lot. You know, because Boston, they come off a big Game Seven win and they roll right into the next game and yeah, they kind of carry that momentum with them. And the Sixers are kind of shaking off a little rust. So hopefully they can they get a win tomorrow night, which yeah. would be huge, and they you get a, they kind of hope hopefully can tie the series at home, which I think they will. I think a young team coming back home is big. You know, a young team on the road is it's tough for them to win, but they get back onto their home court. Right. They have a, I think they have a better shot of you know winning a couple games. Well, to their credit, that was probably the first game that I had seen the Sixers play in the playoffs where it finally looked like. Okay, they haven't really been in this position. Before. Yeah, we can exactly. kind of see it and yeah. tell that yeah. what's going on. You know, um, I, I don't think. I mean, O2 is definitely not insurmountable. It seems like it happens happens in the NBA all the time. But I, I just think you win the next one. You know, it's a real big and important one to. The thing you know, is to, too, to get a W. The thing is too, like they don't have like a veteran. They have, they have a couple of veteran guys, but they don't have like a veteran guy like kind of look to. 
They have JJ, who's been in the yeah. playoffs a lot in his career. But he never really kind of made it to, like, a finals. Yeah. Or he was in the finals in Orlando, but yeah. they never really had, like, they don't have this guy to kind of, like, kind of rally the troops. Yeah, Jameer Nelson Jameer, as point guard. Yeah. And, and, Dwight, and Dwight From Howard was, like, in his prime. Jameer Nelson went to St. Yeah, or St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Apologize to Ed Skewell if he's listening. <laughs> But they don't have they don't have like a guy like that that like can kind of rally them together. Well, like, Simmons is that guy. He's you know Simmons what I mean? is that guy. He's, he's so young. It's like it's tough, but because he's been the catalyst all year. Yeah. You know, um, I think they'll be fine. I was actually looking at tickets like one sixty. You know, which not, isn't too bad. Yeah. I, I mean, game three for third. You know, third. you're in nosebleeds, I yeah. guess. But um, but at least to be in the building, that'd be cool. Um, but it is fun just to see Boston Philly again. It is. So I was thinking about this earlier that I never really, I mean, I got it, but I never really fully understood my dad's hatred for the Celtics, and now I do. Oh. Now I do. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't like the Celtics. I. I don't like them. Well, because <laughs> it's like they're in your in your squad's way. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I know. it's like. And I mean, in the '80s when the Sixers were were relevant, and the Celtics, you know, in the '80s were probably the best basketball teams ever. Yeah, you know, just kid eighty six, just kick people's asses, that. you know. And now we're we got kind of revisit that rivalry, which is really cool. But I, I said when this series started, I want them to, to kick their asses. Yeah, I, I want them to win. And well, now it's just too, man. We, we, still, to, we still do. We yeah. chance to. We still do. I remember San Antonio had won twenty two games in a row and had blown out Memphis the first two games in like twenty twelve. So up up two zero, and it was yeah. like they're just going to cruise. And then all of a sudden, they didn't win another game. And Memphis had won, you know, Memphis won four straight. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the most recent example of, you know, of a two zero that you know that that's been overcome. But we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll. I mean, I think you got to win that next one. So you didn't get a chance to see LeBron or Toronto in Game One. Cavs uh, and Toronto I, I didn't know for the end of it. I only. Have used my. Uh, I've only stolen cable for <laughs> for the Sixers game so far. But LeBron is LeBron. Like he's. Everyone talks about LeBron and how he kind of. Almost kind of goes away. Not goes away, but yeah, like. I mean, he's, they have their they like have their struggle. They have their struggles in the in the uh, in the regular season. And it's like right. you know, well, what's it's like all oh, the Cavs are done. And then it's like that, and he's just is like, he's LeBron again. I think wouldn't this be the eighth straight time in the finals? Yeah, it's looking like that. So like, like even if even if like even if the Sixers advance, I don't think if they most likely would play Cleveland. The winner of Boston's Philly is most likely going to play Cleveland. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun, but this, he's just like he's unbelievable, dude. He's he's the best. Yeah, he's he, the best ever for a reason. There was .6 seconds left, and the game was tied at the end of regulation. And it was like, well, what are you going to get? You know, typically when there's .6, it's like a like a catch and let it go. Yeah. Well, he actually found a way. He kind of made it a cut that put him facing the like going his momentum towards the basket, caught it, and yeah. had a great look. Like, Holy shit! Is I know. That, that's gonna go in. You know, I, yeah. it didn't. But I was like, how did he get <laughs> that look? Yeah. When it's like you're, you're Toronto, it's like all you're doing is, you know, putting everything together in your timeout to make sure that LeBron doesn't get a good look. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he does, and it's like, what do you do? I know. You know, it's just and this is crazy. The amazing thing about LeBron is that he. There, his ability to make his teammates better 
yeah. around him is incredible. I yeah. It's like, you know, when you have Kevin Love who's who's injured all year, but then he, you know, LeBron has found finds a way to get him involved in the game, and yeah. he has huge games. And then you have Tristan Thompson coming off the bench and having huge games. It's like, it's it's just so it's crazy. It's incredible to watch, and it's just another storyline to his career. It's like, yeah. And then you got a toilet New York Knicks team who. Couldn't have shown J.R. Smith the door any quicker. Yeah, and then he has a resurgence. He has <laughs> and a resurgence res- yeah. in his career. It's just like it's you just have like the like biggest shithole Knicks toilet, you yeah. know, rock bottom squad. Uh, yeah. And he didn't like, we got to get rid of J.R. Smith. It's incredible. And then he, now here he is and hitting big threes. And it's incredible. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nuts, man. I mean, it's 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 trucking along, and then I, I just think those on the western side, the Golden State games, that they they're on so late. And by the time like the Sixers game's over, like I've yeah. already watched playoff games. Like I don't really want to kind of <laughs> yeah. emotionally, you know, not I mean, really into the it. West Co- the Western Conference is really predictable anyway. Like, um, you know, Golden State's going to probably make the finals again. Yeah. Because I don't think you think Houston you think Houston can beat I them. I don't I think don't Houston can beat them. I don't no. think they can. And if they do, then I'll believe it. But I, I just, I don't. I mean, honestly, I haven't watched enough of them. I just don't really. I'm not a big Harden fan. Yeah. I think. See, I was. I really liked Chris Paul. I think he's kind of overrated. Do you think he's overrated, Chris Paul? Well, I think we talked about it before. Like, what, I mean, I think when you're a great point guard, like. Why would a team not keep you? I guess. Yeah. Or if you're a great NBA player, but it does seem with point guards are a little more kind of expendable, where it's just like, why didn't he stay in New, you know, Charlotte or New Orleans, New Orleans. or whatever? And yeah. the Clippers. It, it always seems like the stuff you hear, and again, I don't know if it's true. It's just shit that I read. Nobody ever likes playing with him. Like, yeah, like nobody Blake he's... Griffin didn't like him. You know, DeAndre Jordan. Wasn't a fan of Chris Paul. Apparently, you know, they would, like, he fight has, and he stuff. Like, he he's definitely has an ego about him. Yeah, yeah something. I, and something yeah. he does just rubs his teammates the wrong way. Um, he, I mean, he's obviously a great player, but, you know, you just think about other, you know, other shit, you know, again, not to compare everybody to LeBron, but when have you ever heard some guy say, I hate playing with LeBron, other than maybe Kyrie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Besides him. I don't think even, I don't think it even was like that. I think yeah. it's like Kyrie, Kyrie just kind of, Kyrie was just like, I kind of want to, alpha dog. he's like, yeah, I want to, you know, do this for myself. Yeah. I kind of yeah. want to see how I can do this, you know? Yeah. So it wasn't even like, he hated LeBron. It was just like, well, that's crazy that Kyrie's on this Celtics team. Right now, you yeah. know what I mean. I think this would be if Ky- if Celtic if Kyrie was playing right now. I don't really think the Sixers have a chance. <laughs> to, be, to Gordon be honest, Haywood too. Gordon Hayward, him too. I but I think thought. if you just get him to be, is he better than who's better, Sarich or Gordon Haywood? Oh, darn Sarich. Gordon Hayward, Hayward yeah. Gordon Hayward but I think was the same kind of player, except maybe Sarich is a little bit more of a banger. Yeah, kind of Gordon Hayward is probably a better shooter. Okay. Gordon Hayward was the best player on really shitty Utah Jazz teams yeah. for a lot of years. So, like, how good can he be if he's, like, the star of these, like, crappy teams? Yeah. And you have Sarge, who's, I said in our last podcast, I kind of think of him as, like, a Draymond Green. Yeah, but he right. was, you know, Sarge. Like a, a hero Draymond. He was, like, a, Sarge was a lottery pick. He was a first-round pick. 
he has that. He's just like he just loves to play basketball and just wants to play as long as he can and just you know does whatever he can to win. Like he has like an incredible competitive edge. Like he just wants to win, and I think him kind of feeding off Embiid and like Simmons is is yeah. just a great it's a great mix. Yeah, so I I would think I I personally think he's better than yeah. Hayward, yeah, yeah. but. So I was looking at somehow I found this Instagram page of like NBA players and like their style yeah. that they wear. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you know, as they're coming into the game, you know, like with their like a lot of with Russell Westbrook's always wearing weird like shit. Just crazy stuff. Just yeah. wearing weird stuff. Yeah. Dario Sarge was actually on quite a few of those. Was like super tight, you know, it was tight European, black dude. jeans like and like just yeah, it's a, dude, some he's a Croatian man. Thirteen hundred dollar top, you know, t shirt. Yacht yacht week Croatian, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's that's like awesome. very, very European. That's awesome. So should have a fun weekend uh, of NBA uh, NBA hoops. Um, what else? Anything else with the Sixers? Um, Other than just win, baby. Just win, baby. Um, I, I love. I'm, I'm a fan of TJ McConnell. He played off yeah. out of his mind last night. Yeah, he was knocking down shots. He he came off the bench and just provided a nice spark. Yeah, which you know kept him in the game for a little bit there, and then. Who are you I, I more confident Brett, when they shoot, TJ or uh, or the dude we saw, Covington? Oh, Covington. You're more confident when he shoots. For sure. Covington, yeah, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Because it seems like when they both shoot, it's like, why are you shooting? What? Well, cut, no, the <laughs> but thing, he knocks him down. Covington he knocks, knocks him, down. him down. And he had a big game last night. Yeah, he, he, did. he did. He needed he did. to have a big game. He, he made a couple huge defensive plays. He had some, he had some shots. But I, they, it was like you know Boston was just yeah, it was just yeah, too it was, much. They it was their time. Boston keeps hitting threes and they like Terry Terry Rozier is just like playing like Larry Bird, right. <laughs> just like knocking threes at will. And Al Horford looks like he's back at Florida. Like yeah, he's kind of winning the battle against Embiid a little bit. Yeah. I would think he's he's scoring a lot. And I think I think Brett Brown might have made didn't. Might have made some questionable decisions in the first two games. Like, should you call timeouts when he didn't? And just because Kevin kind McHale of like brought that up during played, the game yeah. that, hey, this isn't a kind of team that you let figure it out because they're so young. Yeah. He was kind of brought that up too. Yeah. Like, you know, why is he calling timeouts? It's a young team. Where it was, when I was playing for Red Arbuck, or, you know, he'd be like, you. You assholes figure this out. You yeah. dug this hole, get out of it. Yeah. I'm not going to bail you out with a timeout kind they of thing. Ca- he kind of burned, he burned through his timeouts last night, and right at, like, the end of the game, there was, like, I think there was, like, maybe 15 seconds left. The Celtics had scored and kind of put the game away. They, the Sixers probably really could have used the timeout and kind yeah. of get, you know, a defensive set going, but yeah. they burned through them early in the game. And so that's, that's another – Kind of storyline too is kind of figuring out Brett Brown figuring out stuff, but you know we'll see. Hopefully, yeah, they can pull out a dub tomorrow. Yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Well, uh, it's May third, May fourth, May fourth. Sorry, it's May fourth right now. So um, it's still incredibly early uh, <laughs> for for baseball, for MLB baseball. But I thought we could do a way too early. Uh, April recap for the first month of uh, of baseball. I think you and I have both been to a few Phillies games. Yes, we watched you know a bunch of Phillies games. What do you think so far? They're good. I mean, again, another young team. Um, I I think I think they can make I think they can make the playoffs. 
they kind of put it all together. It, they when they signed Arietta, I thought that was that was yeah. a nice sign, and they have a like a, you know strong arm and starting rotation. Yeah, and I think their bats are talented enough with with Hoskins and in Kingery can yeah. you know produce produce some RBIs there. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana, dude. Like yeah, dude. nice kind of veteran piece there at first base. I think they could make a run. I always thought Carlos Santana, because we went to that game a couple weeks ago and had really good seats, at least for a few innings, along first base. I always pictured him as like 6'5", 240. Well, he's like 5'11". He's a shorter guy, yeah. He's just a truck, a big wide, a Prince Fielder with a little more athleticism maybe, but... Um, yeah, I, I I just think too. I mean, that guy he's got a slow start, but I mean he'll get rolling. Yeah. What about the Yanks, dude? What do you well, think? I mean they've had this. They've been playing. I mean I hate to mess with the baseball gods here. They've won twelve of thirteen the okay. last few weeks. They took uh, three out of four from Houston, and kind of a couple of them kind of ripped their hearts out. Defending champs. It's yeah, good. they kind of walked off, and Severino had a uh, complete game shutout against Houston, which I, you know, was probably a. I mean, again, it's still very, very early, but they brought up um, a lot of young guys. I mean, it seemed like they have a different kind of dude every night doing something. Like uh, Stanton, you know, it's almost like you forget, oh, John, that's John Carlos Stanton. He had two home <laughs> yeah. runs off of Keuchel, who's kind of owned the Yankees. He had two bombs, all of a sudden yeah, really? it's like 5 nothing. Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> you know. So it, it, I think they just have a lot of pieces and brought up a lot of guys, you know, and I was listening to Mike Francesa, so the Glebar Torres who was basically when they traded Chapman to the Cubs, he was who they wanted. Yeah. Glebar Torres was like the best prospect in baseball, and uh-huh. they just brought him up. And Franzessa, you know, was like compared, thinks he's like a, a Roberto Alomar, like they've never had a guy like this, you know, who's just kind of a contact hitter with great mm-hmm. glove. Normally they just have all these mashers. What position is he playing? He's second base. Second baseman. Plays second base, so he's done really well. Um, we'll see. Again, it's really early. I mean, they haven't quite... You know they'll have a few more Boston series coming up, but it, it's been fun, man. I think the AL is is pretty loaded. I mean, those Houston games were were a lot of fun, like the last week, and then they played Anaheim, and yeah, you know, so those games are are pretty fun. But Zane figured it out, right? I told you. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, it was almost like the first two weeks when I'd listened to New York Rays, like, Stan is not made for this part. It's he's really, get, he's really, he's not. The, just, get, just dump him. You know what I mean? get, yeah. It's void his contract. You don't New want York. this guy here. Yeah, you know, so so it's just like, you know, it, it'll, it'll be fun. It'll, you know, it'll, we'll see what happens. But. Well, there's, there's a, a couple other storylines today in baseball, too. Harvey, mm-hmm. Mets, like, Mets like go Harvey. Just for being a total asshole. So they, did like. they release him, or did they? they so just, they tried to release him. Did they? Did they, they tried tr- to send him down, and he said, "I'm not going to the minor leagues." Well, so he was. So he was coming out of the. Was he coming out of the bullpen? Yeah, because he, he struggled bullpen, right? so bad, and basically they they put him down um, to the bullpen so we could figure things out. Kind of, which typically in baseball is completely normal. That's it seems normal to happen thing. a lot. Yeah. When guys sure. aren't thrown good as a starter, but they really think, hey, this guy's got an arm and some value. Let's try this. Yeah. So many guys have, I mean, everybody's done that. John yeah. Smoltz did that. Yeah. And back and forth, like whatever the hell, whatever's going to do to help the team win kind yeah. of thing. And apparently he just kind of threw a shit fit about it. So they, they tried to send him down. So he had a few outings out of the bullpen where he just got shelled. Yeah. And at least to me, and I know to you, and I'm very biased to think that he's just one of the big 
dickheads in all of baseball. <laughs> well, I mean, kind <laughs> you of. know what I mean? He's like a huge bust. He, well, I think he well, started off. A, he started off as a badass. A bust, those but. first that first year, he was just dominant, and then. From yeah, just what I, I hear in the baseball kind of nerd circles and MLB TV, he just he just hasn't really adapted and learned to throw anything else. He just kind of tries to overpower people with like one or two pitches. You just see guys that eventually your arm's going to wear yeah, out. You didn't have to learn he have to Tommy John? Else. Yeah, had Tommy John. So I think might have, something might have right. Didn't so, really come back. So you're then. not throwing 99 or 97 consistently. You know, getting yeah. it to rise. I mean, he yeah. just apparently hasn't wanted to learn how to throw new pitches and just hasn't been very adaptable. So, well, I mean... <laughs> yeah, they tried to re- they tried to put him down, send him down, and he refused. So then they um, he was they DFA'd him, which apparently means designated for assignment, um, which I, I guess I don't really get what that means, but from what I see, he's not with the Mets anymore. Okay. He's, like, released. Do you think... You think someone, someone, someone will probably, will probably pick, pick him, him, up, him up, right? Yeah, for sure, but... He has you know, to like get his head. He has to get an yeah, attitude adjustment. Yeah, it's so like. you read stuff in the post about he's just he's out all the time. Like last year, he just didn't show up because, and then it turns out he was out partying like until like three or four in the morning. Jeez, just kind of crazy, you know. You just think about like, it's like, like what are you doing? Your, I know, but like, put yourself, put yourself Excuse in me. that, in that, in his position. Not to defend Matt Harvey and the Mets. I don't like the Mets, but. You're a millionaire and you're living yeah. in New York City. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's like Eddie Vedder's at the Ritz Carlton and he's he's inviting you over. Yeah, it's he's got, room, he's got he's got this room rented, and especially rented. you know at the peak of he his, wants to meet you. Yeah, and this at the peak okay. of his career, which was like only two years, it's yeah. like, it seemed like yeah. he was you know he was it, and yeah. and New York is such a huge baseball town yeah. that you have a, you have a star baseball player, you're the guy, like yeah. you're the fucking guy. Or it's like you're me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the RZA heard you have a Wu Tang tattoo. He wants you to come hang with him. Him and yeah, Ghost imagine are at the thing. that, dude. Imagine that. I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> I, I kind of want to go meet the RZA. I have to. I have to pitch tomorrow. <laughs> right. But the game's not till seven o'clock. So that's, I, can I just work, have to be at the ballpark at three. I can work that out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, he didn't even do that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is he doing? I know. I, it's it's crazy. It, it's almost kind of like you can kind of. It's like almost like uh, Daryl Strawberry and in, in, in uh, Dwight Gooden. Dwight I mean, Gooden. I hope almost. that's not. Oh, those I, guys were full blown addicts. Hope it's not an addict, but it's kind of in that something similar. in that like the Johnny Manziel kind of thing. It's kind of like that. Mean? Yeah. Where eventually, yeah, some stories that come out might be kind of kind of BS. Yeah. But there's probably also some truth to them. Sure. You know, yeah. like when people are like, "Hey, we." We really like Matt Harvey. We're kind of worried about him. We just want him yeah. to be here. You know, yeah. when when you hear things like that, or it gets to the point where it's like the, you know, the CEO who's the not Sandy Alderson, but the guy that like the owner of the Mets, like was making statements like, "I'm tired of hearing about this. I'm tired of talking about Matt Harvey." Yeah, which and is he was dating. He was dating a he's dating a Victoria's Secret model yeah. too for a while. Well, remember she dumped him, and then he was kind of mopey <laughs> about it. He was yeah. like, "Look, I got dumped by." You know, just kind of some weird stuff. Kind of like, dude, dude, just get another. Get it together. <laughs> get it together, bro. Get it, come on, bro. It's <laughs> like, it's great. It's great. I, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know what to think because I don't. Yeah. If that was me in his position. Yeah. Were you, but you're right. Yeah. Were you, I hear you. You work every five days. Yeah. You have to be on every five days. Yeah. So, the time At least on the mound, but I think in between that, there's other things each day you need to do. Sure. Like, you need to go to the ballpark. Get in the weight room flight, and work out. Work out, get your treatment. Yeah. Work, you know, like, why wouldn't you want to maybe just 
that just sounds awesome. I love doing that sure. just now. Yeah. I mean, just going to a gym. I would love to be like, hey, just I'll get a massage today and then right. I'll go sit in the dugout and watch baseball. Right. But I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, you? it's wild. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how these guys think they're it's all it's all ego. It's kinda be all it's all yeah. ego. It's yeah, like, yeah. I know. For it's, sure. It's, it's like <laughs> I think of what I think of uh Goodwill hunting. It's like, you know, you know how easy this shit is for me? <laughs> right. It's easy. This shit is so easy for me. Right. <laughs> I don't want to sit around watching you fuck it up. I fuck you know how easy up. this is for me? It's a fucking joke. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> right. So Matt Harvey is is Will hunting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just right now care. it kind of is. Kind of just being an he, asshole. He's kind of the same guy, yeah. right? He just like didn't care. And, yeah. You know, I thought he was the shit. Yeah. And... Well, hunting is the shit. But Matt Harvey, just play you know play the game, I guess. Maybe maybe we'll have a we'll have a resurgence somewhere else. Maybe, yeah. But it's yeah. an interesting story. What other storylines have you seen? Did um did Ichiro retire? Yeah, Ichiro retired. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. So he's now going to be uh, I don't know exactly what he's doing. So we went back to Seattle. That's crazy. Yeah. Ichiro is like, I'm going to play forever. 44. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's on, he's closer to 45. And I think I, I wrote that piece on our website here. Like, he was 43 years old, and he had played like 143 games last year in Miami. <laughs> That's insane. It, it, it's pretty nuts. Is he? There's, all, there's always controversy about Ichiro. Is he the best hitter of all time? Uh, no. Probably not. No. No, I don't Because know. he... He had most of his hits in Japan, right? Uh, well, he still had... Th- did he get 3,000 hits? Because he came in 2001. I think he got 3,000 big league hits. And he has 4,000... I think he has 1,000 in Japan. So yeah. Like over, like, 4,000 total. Yeah, I think if, like, all, you're looking at all time, I mean, I think, you know, I don't know, who, like, Ted Williams or DiMaggio, maybe Ted Williams. But I, I think, for me, Ichiro was the guy that I first started consistently seeing a lot like a player that I saw quite a few games yeah. each year yeah. and I just thought like holy shit it's like this guy is amazing yeah. like just just watching oh, him got me really yeah. right so in 03 I started going to a lot of games you know and maybe that's went kind to of five like, or six games that was like kind of the height of the Mariners and he was still yeah they still were pretty good they They're had Brett Supreme. Boone they had Mike Cameron they had uh, Freddie 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 with the one two Checa Garcia Freddie Garcia <laughs> Freddie um, Garcia holy they had shit. some good pitchers they had, good, they had a good team Edgar Martinez Edgar Martinez it was his last year yeah Viva La Edgar I remember there was a lot of stuff but Ichiro like dude they would show his Japanese highlights between innings, they would just flash his highlights on the screen, and it would be like there'd be a, a laser knock, and the, the guy would rip a ball in Japan in the corner, and he'd be playing right field and pick it up and gun him down from to third base just yeah. on a rope. Like yeah. the thing would be four feet above the ground, like for a hundred yards. Frozen boom, it just would hit. Ah, like yeah. the whole crowd would be cheering, you yeah. know, for his highlights on the TV. I know. And I just remember he. He would hit like a slow roller to like the third base, you know, side, but just slow enough that nobody could get to it. It's, and it's like holy it shit, was, he's gonna beat the side. It's really, and he would. He'd wheel it down the line, and it's like that's he made a living off of doing that. And it's he, he kind of like almost like he was figured out like he like figured it out. I guess you could yeah. say like he his swing was so. 
unconventional that he would. Yeah. He had such a long bat, and he would swing, but he. By the time Just, he, it was almost like a bunt. By the time he'd he, swing, he'd be halfway down the first baseline. Yeah, yeah. Like he'd be out Seriously, of the batter's box. Because he got out of the box. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I can hit this and I'm almost to first base, then I'm gonna yeah. get a fucking single every time. Yeah. And I remember when he came into the league. I, yeah. That was like a huge. That was a huge story. Yep. And that was the first time I I remember like that ever happening yeah like a guy from japan coming over and i was like oh wow this is pretty cool yeah. like and then he came over and it kind of led the way for like a lot of other yeah. guys and now it's almost like every offseason yeah. there's another there's a big japan there's japan a big guy, guy you know that well he's the prize of the mlb so i remember hideo nomo was maybe a 92 or 93 and he started throwing really well and then maybe like 95 96 the yankees brought up hideki arabu yeah. rest in peace he died like Did a couple really? years ago had a heart attack but Ichiro was like the first bat yeah. that kind of came in, and and like Lou Pinella was a manager for the Mariners, and you know how we would do all this sh- all this stuff. Yeah, so in spring like, training, he's like, knock all this shit off, get in the box, <laughs> and, and Ichiro Luke, like was still doing, and, and then he went like five for five, <laughs> and then like for like three straight games, like all right, do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, if old school Luke right, tell do whatever you want. <laughs> tell the dude from Japan, do whatever you want. And then he hit three, you know, won the batting title his rookie year, won yeah. the MVP, yeah. led the league in stolen bases. There was one year, man, where where yeah, in, in that P. I mean, I know this because I had it in this column. When I looked at it, hit hit had 262 base hits in 2004. That's incredible. 262 hit 370. That's incredible. And then was like seventh in the MVP voting. It yeah. was just like crazy. Like just had an. Un- I mean, the Mariners weren't that good. It was kind of they really fell off. But that guy was just amazing. I mean, he just was always stretching and. He ripped my, I mean, the, the biggest, like, oh, my God, in a baseball game. So I would always get, like, $55 would get me right above the Yankees' dugout. So in 09, the in Yankees Seattle, were 2-1 to one Safeco? in Seattle at, at Safeco. Safeco. Yeah, I'd, I'd go to as many of those as I could every yeah. time the Yankees would be there. That was one of the games where I would yell at everybody. <laughs> and the only person that would acknowledge me was A-Rod. Like, I was like, Alfredo was saved. Let's have a good one, Alfredo. Like, wouldn't even look at me. Like, heard me from me to you. Yeah. Phil Hughes, have a good one, baby. You know, Franny Cervelli, keep it going. <laughs> Just nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing from anybody. To share any. Yeah. Have a good one tonight, Alex. Alex Rodriguez turns around, like, waves. Okay, only I, guy. You're probably, you're, probably, you're probably the only guy. Somebody likes me. You're probably the only guy <laughs> cheering for A-Rod. Right. That's a Yankees fan right, right there. It's like, holy shit. Nine, yeah. Yeah. Yankees fan? He was the oh, only dude, guy. So dude, he looked right over at me and waved. And uh, So anyways, it was 2-1 to one Yankees. It was A.J. Burnett versus Felix Hernandez. Just pitcher's battle. Like, Jeter had a double in the eighth that made yeah. it 2-1. to one. Yeah. Um, Rivera comes in. Mo is the first who did, who's, like, two ground balls after two pitches. Like, all right, Mariners fans are leaving. <laughs> so Mike Sweeney's up. All of a sudden, next pitch hits one. Looks like it's gone. Hits off the top of the wall uh-huh. and rolls back in. Double. So it's like, okay, shit. Ichiro comes up, next pitch, crushes it to right field, like a, like 18 rows. I mean, I'll never forget it. Like, the ball, it's like, wait, it's over. I know. <laughs> and he it's, walked off, and, and it was just like, you don't really like, you wow. never, never really saw that, too. Ichiro, yeah. Just such bam. A- I mean, it's just like, I'll, I'll never forget. I can still see that ball, you know, like, 
and it's over. It's like they lost. Yankees lost. So I saw Rivera blown save. Like, yeah. but the thing that was crazy about that is I remember like I was probably more bummed than any of the Yankees were because I remember just watching them all. They were just coming in the dugout like work's over, we're done for the day. Like let's get some food. It just really didn't seem to phase them at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were coming back in the dugout like Cano was blowing bubbles and Jeter like patted them on the head and. Like let's go back to work tomorrow, you yeah. know. But yeah. but yeah, Ichiro crushed it. Had a had a walk off. So just a incredible, you know, incredible career to that incredible dude, career. Yeah. Just like an awesome, you know, awesome story. Yeah. you know, went to Miami. So Yankee for a few years. He was yeah, he, he was. played for the Yankees. Yeah, and did well and just number, like he'll definitely have his number retired uh, in, oh, at, in Seattle for sure. <laughs> probably next tomorrow. year. <laughs> next year, <laughs> yeah, probably That's this a, weekend. I, I we've talked about this too. <laughs> I, it's just I don't like how teams just prematurely do that. It's yeah. just like it, it loses its luster. It's like, oh, you retired. You did really well. Let's retire. Yeah. Like you should kind of wait wait a little bit for it. Yeah. But I'm sure right now the marketing team yeah. of the Seattle Mariners is already planning. Well, to you got to think. Day. And this isn't to. And I'm obviously. I mean, I lived there a long time. I think in Seattle, the the baseball they don't really have an identity. Their identity is Ken Griffey Jr. I think when they've been at Safeco, he ha- he is Mariners baseball. He is, yeah. You know, since they were at Safeco that, Field, no, since that, it was built, that hundred and what hundred and twelve win team. Yeah, they were well, one sixteen, one sixteen, and got four games to one to the Yanks, the ALCS, the 80, 85 yeah, win Yankee they never team. Can win, it's basically yeah. Roger Clemens. Was, yeah peak roid rage at the time and <laughs> yeah. just had like 15 strikeouts <laughs> against them and uh um but yeah it was that was a that was a great career for sure and there is a piece uh on town mile that joe had wrote back in the summer just retweeted it yeah last, wrote it last August, year yeah about each row so go go check that out a little nostalgia and that was one of those things where i just at the moment and that's well, I'm excited. So we're gonna get Jen Mercury on. Yeah, and she's got a blog that she's been doing. She's been writing and doing a lot of things. And I wanted to talk about that kind of creative process with her. But that was like the first time where I thought, Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write about Ichiro. And it was because typically I'll make a list or have ideas and just text, you know, leave it in notes on my phone and yeah, just yeah. sit there for months. And sure. all of a sudden I'll start writing it. But that yeah. one just came to me because I had all these anecdotes, all those memories, and from about watching Ichiro. Them, yeah. yeah, we've had you, you know, I have firsthand. Yeah, knowledge about him. And the crazy thing about him is all the years I was there, I'd never heard of anybody seeing him. And I'd hear about people seeing Griffey. I'd hear about people seeing, you name it. You know, around town. Hasselbeck. You know, people, you know, whoever. Like in the city. In the city. Like yeah. people was like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy was at Lawyer Malloy was at, you know, in Bellevue last night at the club or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd never heard anybody say this on Ichiro. And we would talk about that. Like my friends would be like, dude, Ichiro, like, what does that guy do? He's just a ninja. He's got to play baseball. Right. Got to get knocks and stretch. And uh, Ichiro. Ichiro. Special dude. Yeah. Ichiro needs to mentor Matt Harvey. And get his yeah. career back on. <laughs> yeah. Well, the knock on Ichiro in the bad years were that he just didn't talk really. Like when they were shitty, he didn't get after anybody. He wasn't vocal in the clubhouse. So he would take a lot of shit. I'm sure, he's a very mild mannered. Yeah. Man, well, yeah. right. Like, yeah. So you know, you never know like how that. And he just, I don't think he ever felt it was. That's not just not who he was, but more of a just go uh, to work. Kind of, kind of like a, a Chase Utley, like where. Yeah, Chase wasn't always the most vocal guy. Yeah, he just kind of led by example. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, you know that you were getting that from him. So yeah, it's so not always the best, but 
you know, he's going to go out and he's going to produce and hopefully, you know, guys can rally around yep. that. It's like, hey, like, you know, he's he still gives a shit. Let's, let's yeah, get it right. together. You know? For sure. He's still playing. Is Chase on the Dodgers? He's on the Dodgers, dude. <laughs> he's, he's, he's another guy, you dude. you see that clip of, he's another uh, guy. of Dave Roberts during spring training, like when they moved in, you know, when they moved in the clubhouse where it showed, he told a story. There was a video of it where he's like, look, Chase Sully, this is you. Signing for a kid named Dave, whatever Wilson. Yeah. When he had, when he was 13 years old yeah. in Philly, he had cancer. There's him signing for him. Yeah. You know, he took some time and talked to him. Yeah. yeah. Chase. I didn't see this. Dave Wilson's a pitcher on our team right now, no. and it showed. And, and Dave no Wilson shit. was was a pitcher, Holy and Chase is like sitting there wrapping his bat. And like, no way. He had just gray hair, but just calves are ripped. It just Holy looks like shit, and it just it told a story he was signing for this kid that had wow. cancer that I had, had it was like a make a wish or something. No way. And then Dave Wilson, that's 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 who that is right there. He's a pitcher. And it, you know, they walk him out and I think they said hi to him and Holy kind of thing. It's pretty rad. That's pretty sick. I saw that I have clip. to look that up. Yeah, I have to look that one up. But, but Jace is still playing, dude. He's another guy. Yeah. He's like like Ichiro would probably play until yeah. he's like forty. <laughs> just a good shape, you know, real athletic just and it's like a baseball. rubber band almost. Yeah, it's almost kind of fitting he kinda end his career in uh mm-hmm. in Cal, California. He's he's from Cal he's from South yeah. Cal, Southern California guy. Would you have thought that he would have been of all those guys? Probably makes most sense that he lasted the longest out of Ryan oh, Howard or yeah, Chooch or, sure. or yeah. Jimmy Rollins. Chooch was playing too for the Mariners Yeah, last he was. Year. He I might still be in the organization. I don't. He might be. I Yeah, it makes sense. He might and still he, be. Chase had a couple of bats in the World <laughs> Series sure. last year, and I was I was pulling for him. I was hoping he'd get yeah. a couple. They put him in and kind of kind of some big at-bats yeah. and a couple of key games. And I was watching. I'm like, oh, man, this would be fucking awesome to see yeah. Chase get an, an RBI right here. Right. You know I was pulling for the Dodgers a little bit, yeah. Because I wanted to see get another ring. I thought it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but I think it's fun in baseball when guys are on and they're locked in. You know they are because of kind of how the he was the first guy that I that I could tell based on like what they would do in the dugout. Yeah. Remember the 09 World Series where he had a home run like every game. He, he, like almost, five he home uh, runs. tied Reggie Jackson's record. But he was on the edge of the like the top step. Like he had pomade in his hair. Yeah, <laughs> he's like slick, slick back. back. Classic. And classic just, just picking up on everything. Like yeah. it's like look at I mean that's a guy that's locked in. Oh yeah. You know he would just like he picked up on whatever move. I don't know what big leaguers pick he, up on. He was, hey when he does yeah. this in his finger it's breaking ball or something. Yeah. Just He was so locked in. He was on the top step. Just like his eyes were this big, just picking everything up, and he was incredible. Yeah. That, that World Series. Um, yeah, he's just. I, I always used to say he's like born to play baseball. Yeah, like for he's sure. Got, he, he he's got he's got a that. great baseball name. Chase <laughs> like a great yeah. name for baseball. Yeah, just you know who loves saying the name Chase Utley is that guy, the announcer for the Eagles and the and the Phillies, Chase. Utley, uh, the guy that does the uh, Dan Baker, what's his, yeah, Dan yeah. Baker, yeah, Dan Baker, Chase Utley, you know, he would always, always, uh, like Dan Baker would always kind of drag his name out, yeah, and you know, if he when you go to, um, if you if, if you've been to Phillies games, but yeah, if you go to a Phillies game, he doesn't do the Eagles anymore; he just does the Phillies. Oh, he, he, does, used, uh-huh. he used to do both, and it was pretty cool. I used to go to. Eagles games back in the day, he would do Eagles games, but he does just does the Phillies games. So he 
all the big guy, all the big name guys, or like the guys that were like playing real well, he would like kind of drag their names out, kind of emphasize yeah. them a little bit more. Yeah. And then he would give other guys a good, a good <laughs> right. call, but you yeah. know, if it was a, if he was a significant player, yeah. you, you know, Dan Baker would be like, kind of get the crowd yeah. into it. It's like, yeah, like Raul Banya, exactly, exactly, like that, like that, like, like Jason Worth. You would do yeah. that for Ryan, oh, yeah. Ryan Howard, yeah. like, and those, those years, like he would like kind of emphasize their yeah. name, their their calls like, yeah. a little bit more. It was pretty fun to to hear that. And you'd be like, yeah. oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> kind Matt of, stairs. Yeah, kind of get you into it, kind of get you into it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, get the crowd into it. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, what else, man? I think we got a got a pretty good show. I that think. was good. We we kept we got fifty three minutes. We here. got rolling there. Fifty three minutes. Well, we can plot. I mean, we're going to do, we got a couple guests lined up, uh, some ideas. I think it'd be fun also to talk to Miss um, Rebecca Barber, and she's founded the Rocky 50K, yeah. which is the entire, That'd be cool. if you map out the entire, when Rocky's training, Rocky Rocky, run, it ends up being yeah. 31 miles. 31 miles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she actually made that a race, a run, basically yeah. a yeah. run, yeah. Uh, the Rocky 50K. So some cool. things in the works, so we're working on some guests here, but... Needless to say, man, well done. Friday night. Happy Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Happy weekend, everybody. Um, if you're in the if you're on the East Coast, enjoy the enjoy the warm weather that yeah. we finally have here. Summer's coming, man. Summer's here. Summer's coming. We got what's it, uh like twenty seven more days till uh, we're going down the shore. Till uh MDW, MDW, the DTS, big, uh, big, <laughs> big, big holiday around oh, these yeah. parts. <laughs> Why go anywhere else yeah. when you got the shore? That's man. right, man. The Jersey Shore. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, have a great weekend. Go Sixers. You betcha. Love you guys. All right. Frightened of this thing that I've become